millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Ocean Protect podcast. Talking about the issues that face our oceans and what we can do about it. Presented by Ocean Protect. Committed to change. Welcome back to part two of our... Lovely chat with Claire and Rachel. How are we feeling, ladies? You all good? Very good. Very, Very good. good and positive. Hey, just before we start, um, I've noticed that you're using a single-use container. How long have you had that for? It looks pretty old. It is. How long have you had it for? Um, I haven't celebrated a birthday with it yet. <laughs> um, Do you not have a tally on the wall of how many What I would like to say days? is that recently when I was actually volunteering for a conservation organisation in my own free time, um, I lost my reusable bottle. So um, I had to go and buy a plastic one, but I reused them. And then after I finished reusing them, I put them through the Toma Return and Earn machines. Oh, fantastic and, plug. Then uh, <laughs> donate that 10 cents to charity because oh, you can wow. do that. Well, I am only half the person <laughs> like you. So if you could see what's happening behind the microphone. <laughs> well, moving, moving on quickly. Um, so well, one of the things we we're talking about in the break was actually how uh, like we recognise that Ocean Protect isn't the total solution and Tomra isn't, isn't the total solution to solving their pollution problems. But I guess I was just keen to get your sort of personal insights into since joining Tomra, how have you actually, have you found yourselves actually thinking differently in your own personal yeah, life? No, definitely. I mean, to be honest, I walk past bins now and go, Oh, 10 cents, 10 cents, 10 cents. Um, and I see school kids that are nearby and I'm like, guys, you don't realize that there's, you know, a dollar here that you could actually, rather than, you know, take the money from your parents, you could, you could buy whatever you want. Um, so it affects how, as Rachel was saying earlier, how you view litter uh, and that you pick up litter. And, and you're finding that not just in your own personal lives, but also the people that actually are using these uh, machines? Yeah, I think we're seeing a, a change of behaviour and a reduction in, in container litter and litter all around. So, which is great throughout the state. Um, I think there's been a, a, a reduction about over 40 percent since 2013 so it has actually come down um and we look forward to it kind of coming down further but yeah i mean to be fair i was pretty environmentally aware beforehand uh, before joining tomra and worked for conservation organizations before but i think working with tomra and and uh, learning more and more about recycling is you know is fascinating every day you learn something things that you know you think should be able to recycle you you can't um and you always thought you were doing the right thing, but potentially you're you're contaminating uh, a bin full of recycled material. And, and just on that, so if we put one 
thing that's wrong into, uh, you know, like a bin, it contaminates the whole bin? I think, though, and I'm not an expert on this, I don't claim to be, but Mm. what I would say is that, from my understanding, councils have different levels of contamination, and that's what's confusing for everybody. It's Mm. like, Mm. you know, how much of a contamination do you need in your bin? And it's not just your bin. If, you know, I live in an apartment block, and is it, you know, when they collect 20 bins that – they're all perfect, but actually somebody from the other apartment mm. block just put, you know, half a bin of contaminants in. So that's the whole truckload that's then contaminated. So basically, if, 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 if for people at home, if you're doing the right thing and your neighbour's not, then mm. the, you, you're stuffed, basically. Yeah, and it's it's a case of everybody doing their bit. You know, everybody needs to do a little thing. It's it's taken millions of us to get to this issue and millions of us to create this problem. It's going to take millions of us to to solve it and we all need to do a bit. And then talking to people, you know, using podcasts. And, and, and to be honest, I think we're actually really improving a lot, aren't we? Like surely in Australia, we're actually, we are getting better. Yeah, for sure. And I'd say um, ABC War on Waste last year yeah. was a massive driving force for that. It just opened up the uh, everyone's eyes and opened up the doors of the conversations, I think, for people actually to be like, oh, what am I doing? You know, people, I've never seen more people use reusable coffee cups, for example, or water bottles. And it mm. is, I mean, it's also not that easy to change you know, in terms of thinking of reusable Coffee cups, for example, it's it's so habitual to just walk into a coffee shop, take a cup away, and it's that convenience and the kind of everyone's in such a rush. So you want to be able to just do it. So it's it is difficult. So I, you know, even remembering to keep your container separate yeah. to take to reverse vending machine, it does take a while. But I think it's something if you repeat something thirty or forty times, and you create a new habit. So I think it, it does seem overwhelming about all of the different types of plastics everyone uses and all of this waste that we create. But I would just suggest that everyone kind of looks at one item at a time and focuses on one thing at a time. And that's why Plastic Free July is great, for example. It's just like, look, for a month, just give it a go and just see how you can do it. Obviously, we're going to make, or well not make, we're going to involve everybody within encourage. our organisation to do it. Positively <laughs> encourage. Really we nice. are at Tomra as well, actually. Yeah, uh, let's get, mm. well, and I've, done, I've mm. tried to do it before. It is reasonably difficult. Mm. Oh, look, old habits die hard, but I think once you sort of, uh, the, the solution is reasonably straightforward and, and, and convenient, mm. um, Look, like you said, it might take a few times to get it right, but after a while, it just becomes habit. It's just mm. creating a new habit. Mm. So instead of going to the shops, for example, and just getting the uh, plastic bags from the 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 the, the, cl- the checkout uh, person, you take your own bags, yep. and you just get into a habit of actually putting those re- reusable bags in your car before you go shopping. Well, okay. One one thing, I'm going to pull up about the vegan stuff. But what happens? When I you- love bringing up vegans. I love it when you two bring up <laughs> vegan <laughs> debate. Vegans. Um, no, no. But when you go to the supermarket, I mean, what what you know your bins at home? Do you put any plastic liner within your bin? Yeah, uh, it's a good question. I because I actually no, I don't actually anymore. No, I don't. So um, so I'm I'm obviously fully plant based vegan. Hashtag plant power. Um, <laughs> and I actually have a compost bin. And since actually putting that compost bin, my re- my waste that goes into my curbside bin is has reduced by ninety five percent. The only thing that actually goes in is is I have two little dogs at home who do have a little bit of meat, um, and when that's predominantly the only bit of rubbish that actually is discarded. Uh, hold on, so your dogs eat meat? 
My dogs do consume uh, uh, some meat. They are meat, carnivores. Yeah. They are carnivores. Uh, thing- no, dogs are omnivores. Well, yeah, you can actually. The the, the, lo- the the longest living dog of all time was 28 years old and was vegan. Uh, my uh, housemate has a vegan dog and is very, very healthy. I love it. My uh, dogs were plant-based, but they're, they're f- fussy little eaters. They do eat a, a vegan kibble in the morning, but they do have a little bit of room meat with some dogs. veggies. Th- at night. This, this is a, uh, a podcast all about um, – hey, about- hey, hey, you brought it up. So in your in, to answer your question, I don't have a bin line. I don't need one. Um, can I ask in yeah. regards to your – I mean, do you live in a house? Do you- yeah, I live in a house, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of people in the city don't live in houses and, and you hear people talk about, you know, compost and, mm. and the way to do things. And I think it's, it's you know, finding something that suits you and that's not Absolutely. for everybody. So sure. it's um, – I think we talked about before about changing the culture is, is quite difficult because we're a giveaway, mm. you know, throwaway society. But I think – while we talk about solutions, it's good to talk about solutions. Totally. And yeah. it's, it's just about being conscious of your behaviours and yeah. recognising that sometimes my actions might actually have a have a uh, impact. And, mm. and it, But if the uh, the environmentally friendly option is simple and convenient and actually might make me a little bit of cash with some 10 cent schemes or or enable me to actually donate money to charity, I'm all for that. Absolutely. Hopefully the donating to charity one. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Can, we, can we just push this one a, a bit more? So – what charities can we donate to through this process? Does it list it? Uh, do you get a choice? Does the consumer get to, you know, just okay. tell us a bit more about that one. So in New South Wales, I'll just talk about New South Wales. Um, each reverse vending machine has a choice of four charities. So three of those are major. And what I mean by major is is organisations who have a state um, nationwide or international influence. People like the Red Cross, people like Oz Harvest, people like Cancer Council. And then there's an option for a local based community group. So... That could be your local school, it could be your local sports group, it could be a wildlife rescue. So you have a choice of of four charities that you can donate to. They change every 13 weeks, every quarter. So we give um, organisations as much opportunity to to be on machines as possible. Organisations can also um, join the MyTomra app. And by joining the MyTomra app and, and getting their own account, they get a personal barcode. So, for example, your local school could have their own barcode. They then give that out to parents, to schools, uh, to parents and children. Um, and basically any RVM that you go to, if you then scan that barcode, you can donate directly to that school. That is awesome. So we recognise that re- recycling isn't the be-all and end-all, but it's certainly mm-hmm. part of the solution. So we talk about reduce, reuse, recycling, and we're obviously having uh, Rebecca from Plastic Free Foundation talk about reducing our, our plastic usage. And obviously, if we can reuse, like like Claire is wonderfully doing, she's got a mm-hmm. she has got a single-use plastic bottle, but she's using it multiple times. Um, so that's obviously a, a, a step of, of of you know an action reusing something, but yeah. ultimately recycling. And I think if we can recycle something, that's you know. And that actually provides, basically closes that loop, creates a circular economy where we take an otherwise waste product and actually turn it into a resource and actually a source of revenue for the individual or a potential charity. That's a fantastic outcome. Yeah, and I think it, it's keen to, to point out plastic is in the news a lot, but plastic isn't the devil. We need plastic um, in you know medical um, instruments and in different ways. I think what we're focusing on is the the fact that our convenience is is killing us and that we uh, just basically pick up a bottle we use it once and then we throw it away um, and we don't recycle or we use a plastic bag I think a plastic bag is used is on average about fifteen seconds mm. and then it gets thrown away it doesn't get recycled and there are um, you know options to recycle uh, and to reuse and also to reduce but um, I think it's it's key not to say that um, plastic is is the worst thing in the world. Yeah. And what, what do we need to actually see these container deposit schemes implemented 
on a mass scale nationally? I think it's people power. It's basically that's what we saw in New South Wales that, um, you know, not for profit and people were, were asking for a container deposit scheme. You know, it's been in South Australia since 1977. Mm. Uh, it took to 2017 and it launched in New South Wales. Uh, last year it launched in, in Queensland. It's hopefully launching in uh, Western Australia soon. If I wanted to buy a machine to stick it out the front, could I? I Yes. Yeah. In theory, yes. So what do they this, cost? Well, well, to you, I'm sure. We does, can <laughs> what, what can do, do mates, right? <laughs> but in order to put, and that's actually a question we get asked a lot, is why aren't there more of these reverse yeah. vending machines out there? But there are a lot of boxes to tick to have a machine sure. there. So they've it's got to be DDA compliant. It's got to be a certain amount of metres away from the next border. Yeah. It needs to have access enough space for the clean away trucks to get at mm. the back. So we have an amazing sales and partnerships team that can speak to you about well, that. But do, do you know what? No, because it, I was thinking about this before. Um, the cafe just down the corner, which is quite famous, called The Grounds, mm-hmm. they've actually uh, implemented a few um, sort of similar like deposit schemes where, you know, they put the coffee cups in. But the amount of litter around, you know, high-volume places like The Grounds mm-hmm. Is just phenomenal. So if you were the grounds, yep. Ramsey, I think who owns it, mate, listening to this, <laughs> you know, could he put one in if there was sufficient room and space? And are you seeing, you know, private enterprises, you know, coming to you guys and saying, hey, we want to put one of these in? Yeah, we are. Um, but it's also on a smaller scale. If they, people don't have the space for the machine, they, we can also provide them with bins. So collection bins. So we've just opened up a new depot in Granville. So it's basically nine of our machines in, um, in house. So it's aircon and it's because you know, away from the elements. I mean, there's people that queue up at these machines in the, in all weathers. They're, they're pretty committed. It's actually pretty amazing, but. This new facility has also got commercial pickup service as well. So we can provide bins and then once those bins get full, so if it's say they've got five bins, we can come and pick those up for them. Um, so that's a kind of on a smaller scale of being able to, to do it because not these machines aren't accessible to everyone. And we know that's definitely a, a restriction as to why people don't participate mm. in the scheme. And if you don't use a lot of containers, if you've only got 10 we can't really be bothered, to be no. honest, to go and get the dollar or a lot of, um, I've spoken to so many adults that keep them for their kids or their grandkids to do it either with a school or, you know, kind of teaching children about the value and saving and, and things like that. So, but yeah, if you haven't got access to, um, an RVM reverse vending machine and uh, as a business, that is something that we can offer as well. And, and as a business, what, what would be my motivation or incentive to actually put one of these, uh, uh containers in? Well, well, I was about to say. We want we want one here. Can mm-hmm. we just make that happen? Because we try and recycle here as best we can, but really we do a piss poor job, I mm-hmm. think. We can always be doing better. So can businesses just reach out and say, hey, we want some bins? Basically it needs to be um a machine because it's part of, of a of a scheme that, you know, the public will come and the public will mm. use it because the public will have that visibility. Yeah. So obviously there's various um OH and S issues that need to be covered and, and accessibility. During during the break, uh, we were talking about the, the recent movie you, you you've actually watched twenty forty. Uh Rachel, do you wanna give us a lowdown on that one? Yeah, so it's based on a guy who's uh, 
a bit like everyone's feeling at the moment, a bit, a bit depressed and a bit helpless and he's got a three-year-old and he's a bit worried about what the future's going to look like for her in 2040. So he goes out looking for s- solutions that are already out there. So it's not this kind of fantasy of this is what needs to happen and blah, blah, blah. There's actually already solutions out there like Ocean Protect and Tomra, but we're not featured in the film. Um, uh, no, we, we're going to make our own film. Yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he goes out and, and looks at existing Solutions. So one is um, solar panels where it's not giving it back to the grid. It's a um, like a shared system. So they can all, um, if people can't afford solar in all their houses, it's a, a community of solar. He looks at um, kelp farming to help um, the oceans and um, electric cars and all these solutions. And basically he's, bas- he's proving that there are these solutions out there that can make a massive impact and can actually improve the, um, the state of, of the planet and of the environment by 20. 40 and it actually concludes that the the best thing that can happen is for um females to be educated so that is the one thing so we can all stop using straws and cotton sorry sorry sorry. just repeat that so if if more females are educated then uh, basically what throughout the world so basically what what, 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 saying that males are educated no 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 if you look at females and and basically statistically if uh girls um in say africa or india or asia leave school they then go and uh, get married a lot younger they reproduce and then that's a, a threat on the you know the world population uh, there's greater uh, um, need for resources so basically if you keep girls in school and educate them then it helps to reduce the world population uh, through education. So basically, if I'm getting if I'm getting this right, so basically educating women to stay away from the boys. Yeah, to basically to give them options that they can have an option to go and get a job. Uh, to further their education rather than just get married and have kids. It's a different cultural thing. So it's obviously not, compa- it's not people in Australia, but it's, there's, uh, it was said 65 million females across the world won't have completed education um, in their lifetime and on average will have five children. So if they go into education, it also, it's been proven that, um, Females then end up delaying having children. So I think, I don't know the average age that people are having kids now, but it's definitely getting a lot later, getting yeah. later and later. So you then have less children and you have less impact because, um, there's also been thrown out there before. I don't know who, I don't know who I'm quoting, but the, also the thing you can do, best thing that you can do for the environment is have one less child. So you, you think if there's 65 million females that are on average having five children, mm. that's a significant amount for the population growth. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Because Dick Smith uh, is very vocal on this. He is thinks that Australia is, you know, we've just got to stop having babies. Uh, do you know that, mm. that Dickie? Mm. 
Do you agree? Do you know who Dickie is? Yeah, yeah, yeah I know who Dickie is. Yeah. Just, 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 but do, do you agree with his views? I mean, are you, is that similar to what you saw in this um, cool it's, doggo? It's an interesting uh, cultural aspect because obviously we have a different life here in Australia to many African nations or India um, and it is a case of, you know, the more children that you have, the better you can, you know, farm your area or your land and then put food on the table. So it's a different cultural thing. So I think, yes, it is great to reduce the, the world population because the fewer people that we have, then, you know, it, the better the spread of resources. But I think you need to take into consideration cultural differences, but also the fact that we've, you know, we have got too much. We've got the TVs, we've got the cars, we've got you know, a comfortable life and who are we to kind of say to those people in Africa or India or other nations that they can't have that? Yeah, no, no, totally. And, and, and I guess just as, as an example of that and what the pressures of population put on, I mean, a hundred odd years ago we invented fertiliser, mm. you know, great. And we've got, as you know, in, in the world only a certain amount of area that you can you crop so you can farm. So, you know, one of the things that just to link it back to stormwater is agricultural runoff is is a huge problem. Okay, so what essentially we're doing is we're putting more pressure on our farming stocks. The farmers are obviously struggling because there's no bloody water out there. They need to reuse water. Um, anyway, up in the farm, that's a different story. But we fertilise as fast as we can to turn mm. the crops over to feed ourselves. But in turn, when it rains, that water mobilises uh, the, the nitrogen, which then goes out into our waterways, which stuffs them up. So we're like doing a double whammy on ourselves. So Yeah, the farms were actually recovered in the film 2040 as well and, and how basically uh, by growing uh, a mixed uh, crop, it helps to increase water retention by 166,000 litres um, per hectare with um, just 1% more, more carbon. But that's through doing a, a mixture of different uh, grains and sunflowers and putting the carbon back into the soil um, mm. and then using the livestock to, to eat that, uh, you know, that crop. And then it, it returns carbon into the soil and it helps make it you know, much more, more healthier and reduces runoff. The, the film is definitely highly recommended. I'd, I'd say definitely see it because it, it comes up with solutions. It's worth noting that a plant-based vegan diet will reduce your land consumption many, many times over and reduce your water consumption, carbon It does, footprint. but Absolutely. the soil still needs to be fertile to grow those plants. Sure, and sure. that's what they're talking about. And this is that with all the droughts and the flooding that's happened, especially across Australia, so many farmers have suffered because their land isn't fertile. So they can't grow the plants for your vegan diet. They need the oh, cows that is r- to help. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. That is total rubbish. Like, I, I actually read a really interesting book just recently called, I think it was called Dark Emu or Red Emu talked about actually the how oh, yeah, dark emu. the uh, yeah. original Australians, the, yeah, uh, the, the Aboriginals original. actually yeah. were amazing farmers. Uh, and you find with a lot of Indigenous cultures, they actually used uh, a lot of the you know native grasses and seeds I don't and think grains. The, and uh, indigenous culture were vegan though, were they? No, they weren't. But they like like all cultures, well, no, for sure. It, no, no, it's actually a misconception. They actually like all all, all original cultures has a very much a predominantly plant based diet. I'm not saying for <laughs> vegan, but there we have this perception of Aboriginals as being sort of h- predominantly hunter-gathering um, populations. Why do we have to keep talking about this, mate? I mean, I know Cause, you're cause, a vegan. Because but- things are being raised that aren't actually accurate. Okay, no, fair enough, but why do you have to always you call it bring back to it up. I didn't bring it up yeah. then. When did I bring it up? Should Rachel and I leave? <laughs> no, 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 for our listeners out there, look, it's like veganism is a about, choice. No, it's a choice. Totally. And if I ta- want to eat bacon for breakfast, I will. 
Okay, but it's, it's one of those things we need to recognise for all choices, there's an impact. If I want to throw a litter on the ground, that's a choice too. But is it appropriate? Is that an appropriate choice? No, because that, that littering actually has an impact on the environment. And there are suitable, convenient and actually better alternatives. Do you alternatives. have an electric car? Do you have an electric car? No, I don't have an electric car, Jeremy. Um, but uh, I do eat a predominantly plant-based diet, and I do eat uh, and I do walk and cycle in, a, in, a, in most of my time. And I think it shows we all have ways we can improve what we do. Uh, totally, and this is what I guess what, what I, like we talked about population control, which is a heavy subject to bring up on an Ocean Protect podcast. But <laughs> and we've focused a lot of our discussion on recycling and reducing pollution, but it's also recognizing that we are part. We're ultimately all part of the solution. Uh, but I think uh, I think the more we can actually create awareness and attention around the issues and like uh, Rachel said the solutions that are actually readily available uh, yeah. it's actually a really good news story like we, it gets a bit doom and gloom when you start talking about the pollution that's in our waterways and, and the, 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 the discharge of, of, of uh, nutrients and sediment etc in our reef environments and causing all the destruction that causes and the climate change and sea levels rising and uh, etc but actually the solutions and this is what the film talks about in 2040 the, the solutions are actually readily available it's just a case of actually um, more widely adopting them. For sure, if we can reduce our population growth, that'll be a positive. If we can reduce the amount of um, resources we use, that'll be a positive. If we, if we can actually re- reuse as much resources as we possibly can, you know, not having 20,000 pairs of, uh, of, of jeans like Jeremy no doubt has in his, his, his closet, um, if we can recycle, and if we can recycle really well, all the better. <laughs> I was just about to pop on there, mate. Obviously, with population um uh, increases. Well, you're not going to have that problem with that haircut you've got. So um, I can say you're, do- you're doing one for the doing one for the planet, buddy. I do what I can. But getting back to the recycling, if we can come full circle, oh, Jer- and Jeremy- a clean loop, and a clean loop. <laughs> it's all about a circular economy in this conversation. So getting back to the solutions re- relation, and I want to hear about the future for uh, these comp- container deposit schemes. So what? Th- this is a readily available solution. It's actually already being adopted on a very wide scale across the world and within Australia as well. So how do we actually, like we talked about people power being a key uh, part of actually promoting and supporting its use, but what does it actually physically mean? So I'm a person, what does that actually mean for me? What do do I need to do? Well, I guess it's, you know, you're quite lucky being in New South Wales that you already have a container deposit scheme. He's from Brisbane. You can tell by his hair and his eyes. There is also a container deposit scheme in Brisbane. Whereabouts? Across Queensland, there is actually. There's true. It's actually. Well, for example, if I'm if I'm a person living in Brisbane or wherever, how do I actually find where these container deposit schemes are? Well, if you go on the MyTomra website, you can actually find out where our ten depots are. And most of them are around the Brisbane area. We've got ones up in Toowoomba as as well. But check out. You can check out where the depots are in Queensland, and you can also see where they are in New South Wales as well. What is the MyTomra uh, website address? It's mytomra.com.au. Boom. And does that include? Is there, any, is there anyone else that actually provides container deposit um, centres as well? Yeah, so um, the scheme up there is run by uh, Containers for Change. So if you pop onto their website and you'll be able to see where your nearest um, uh, recycling centre is. Um, if you want to, in New South Wales, go on the Return and Earn website and you can find not only where your nearest um, return point is, that might be a reverse vending machine, that might be an over-the-counter, or it might be a, d- a depot like we have uh, in Granville, the Tomra Depot. 
uh, on Four Parramatta Road. So um, you can check where the uh, return points are and you can also see, you know, if they're filling up or if they're closed. For example, some are closed on public holidays, some might be closed, have different opening hours. So if you go on the, the Return and Earn website and you can find that all out. And that'll obviously outline exactly what is recyclable and what sort of condition these these items need to be in as well. Yeah, it gives you the eligibility criteria um, and that things don't, uh, please don't crush anything. Uh, keep the label on. Uh, mm. So you don't crush? No, don't crush. Don't crush. Which is a big change because I know growing up it used to be, and even the design of plastic water bottles have got those rings on them to help crush them easier because you'd get more in your um, recycling bin. But so that that is an educational shift. Mm. We don't want them crushed because the machines can't read them, so we can't actually check they are but eligible. Then, but but just thinking that through, then when we're talking about people's choices and change mm. and whatever, you know, for people that go through like a lot of drink bottles, they're, they're rubbish bin, you know, that's just a side effect. You're just going to have to, you know, grin and bear it. Yeah, so I that's think just it's, a change. It's just changing. I mean, uh, for me at home, my um, my recyclables are separate to paper and cardboard, so I've got two separate recycling bins. And then when the container deposit schemes in it come, came in, I've just got another bin for containers. So it's just changing that habit and, and getting used to it. And then when that bin gets full enough or fitting it into your routine. Or actually, uh, you can go and get a, a bag from the Tomra Depot. So if you go to your local Tomra Depot in Queensland or the one uh, in Granville, then you'll, we'll give you a, a bag that you can put your containers in and then that's easy to, to take to the recycling centre. How many bins do you have, Brad? I, I have, well, I guess I have three bins at home. So I have a, a, a bin for my normal waste, which is, like I said earlier, is that I don't actually produce much waste, but I have a, a recycling bin. So everything in that recycling bin goes to my curbside sort of yellow bin. And I have a compost bin, which probably takes the vast majority of my waste. But I don't have, I wasn't aware, I honestly wasn't aware of the compa- container deposit schemes within uh, within Brisbane. Mm. Uh, I, I just they've didn't only, know. They've only, it's only been there six months, I think it was December last November. year it came in. Sorry, November last year. Um, but there's already been over 400 million containers through the scheme returns and 100 million of those came through our Tomra depots. Wow. Wow, that is amazing. Brad, do you have one specifically for your leftover hair product? <laughs> That's amazing how Jeremy likes to criticise my haircut. You should have said- I it's pretty you, similar, you, your yeah. haircut. Oh, look, yeah. I, I, think, I think it's very similar for a reason because Jeremy copies everything I do. <laughs> Mate- <laughs> I get a haircut. You look like you couldn't afford one. <laughs> Jeremy, you should have seen Jeremy the, the day of our launch event. Uh, we, uh, he, he, he frantically messaged Michael and called him up saying, Hey, hey this is a technical issue we're having here. <laughs> he frantically called up Michael saying, I've left my hair product at the home. Can you bring some? And Michael, our, our, our director, pretended he actually didn't bring it. And I think Jeremy nearly teared up. <laughs> but for the record, my hair is very thin. So when it's washed, it gets very fluffy. And I didn't want to look like a d- on stage, did I? You don't care about the way you look, but I sort of it's do. Because he's mate. got naturally luscious, voluminous hair. Oh, thank you, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I'm going to embarrass you next time. You couldn't possibly because I'm just bloody amazing. I'm vegan after all. We're all perfect. I was going to say that the vegan card is embarrassing enough. Well, as a vegan person, you've got a lot of bins. I'm presuming that's made out of plastic. Uh, it's oh. it's reusable plastic. So the compost bin I've I've had in the ground for a year. My goodness, and I actually think it's is made out of recycled plastic. By the way, the uh, the uh, plastic bin I use for my recycle bins is actually made out of recycled plastic. And I'm not sure about the other bin I've got for my general waste, but I've had it for about ten years. So I think I've done it doing it right. Look, I guess just 
probably going on from from what Brad sort of tried to bring up before, but segued to himself. <laughs> um, basically, so what are the take homes? So if you're a um, you know a mum or a dad, what, what what are the take homes that that we can do that will, you know can improve the situation? I mean, it's a, is it as easy as just ringing up Tomra saying, "Give me my rubbish bin"? Uh, is it is it a free rubbish bin that you collect? What what are the what are the ins and outs of that? I think as a mum and dad. Um, the, the key thing is is to talk to your kids about recycling, uh, reducing and reusing. Um, it's using the container deposit scheme wherever you are. If you don't have one in your state, it's it's talking to your, your government and, and asking for one and seeing what uh, community groups and local groups are doing to, to get one in. Um, that, and then it's, you know, if you are in a state, you're lucky enough to be in New South Wales or Queensland, then it's it's you know, working out what the eligibility is. And as Rachel was saying, it's 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 the litter reduction scheme. So looking at uh, those containers and, and collecting them and taking them to the reverse vending machine. And of course, then donating. Donating. Uh, We're going to have a big push on do- donating, donating, yeah. donating. Well, Say that I mean, again. I, I know I've talked a lot about donating, but it's, it's, I think it's a great. It's amazing. Part. It's a great part of the scheme because you don't need to be giving like forty dollars a month to to an organisation to help them. You can reduce the litter in your environment and give them those those cans or those bottles. And if you give uh, more than two dollars worth, you actually get a tax deductible receipt if that charity has DGR status. And it's also good. Some people can't afford to set aside some money for a charity. It's a good way to actually be able to help a charity of with of creating. Funding with yeah. your waste. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's, it's bloody no amazing. It's and, tick, and just, tick. just to touch on a point, like I've uh, obviously I'm a Kiwi, um, but I've been in Australia for nearly twenty years. Growing up in New Zealand, recycling was just a way of life. However, when when I came over here, I was like, where, where, where are your recycling bins? And they were just non-existent. So, again, just showing how further we are in front of the Australian people <laughs> in general. But you know, but it comes down to that it's just a way of life. You know, as you as you said before, we were talking seriously about how many bins you've got at home. Just get another one. You know, that that that's all it is, and it's just a little bit of education and and actually explaining to people what's going on, and this is obviously why we've got you on the podcast. Is, is there anything else you guys would like to say? I mean, Brad's already said enough. <laughs> They're like, we're never, ever coming back again. <laughs> well, no, that's not true. Would you come back and have another talk to us and tell us, give, a, yeah. give us an update on, on It'll how be good it's to going. come back. Yeah, I was going to say in, say, six months, a year's time and seeing, because it, it is actually being picked up really rapidly, these schemes. People do actually want to do them. So I'm, I mean, I've only been with Tom for three months and seeing how uh, the change that have happened in those three months, nothing to do with me being there, obviously, but just in no, terms of the, <laughs> the, uptake, no, the uptake of these schemes, it'll be really interesting to just see how quickly they grow and hopefully by the next time we're here will be some involvement in the WA legislation so we can talk about kind of how that rolls out and is there anything we can do to help because that's what we're that's what our our podcast is about is how do we help so maybe it's on a chat for the podcast but how can we help you put political pressure on to get you know to get this job and get get it done I I think a a key thing like we've we've called about we've we've set this uh, sent this letter out to uh, thousands of politicians all around Australia calling for calling for a a zero letter to ocean target whilst we recognise that um, appropriate storm management is part of the solution certainly appropriate uh, recycling is Mm. definitely part of the solution and this is a solution, the container deposit scheme, 
is readily available. It's simple, convenient, has a whole bunch of positives. You can, you, it's a, it's a way of earning money for yourself personally. It's a way of actually earning money for a suitable charity. It's obviously going to be beneficial in terms of reduce energy consumption, reduce pollution. It's an absolute no brainer. And I can actually, can actually see it being widely adopted very, very quickly as which, which you've already sort of indicated over the last six months that actually has happened. So if we get back to that plug to the 2040 movie, you can imagine in 2040, we're going to be sitting here talking about this wonderful container deposit scheme that's all around Australia, mm. potentially all around the world, including yeah. places like Asia, where we can actually make a massive difference and it'll just be a, just another thing we do. And also, I've real, in terms of contained deposit schemes, people have suddenly realised that they are working because Lithuania got a contained deposit scheme in 2016. Before that, there hadn't been a new scheme globally for 10 years and now they are getting picked up. So, again, going back to data and how important data is, the data is now out there for people to see that the litter is reduced. So hopefully over time, as more and more schemes come up, more and more countries will jump on it. Yeah, because Lithuania actually within two years got to 92% of of recycling containers. So that's huge. Within two years, 92%. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Just, Just finally, ladies... What about Brad's hair product? Can he put that through the component? Can I just say, I, scan? as a woman, don't use any product on my hair. Um, so he I goes just say, through. I need your product because I have your problem with the thin hair, Jeremy. So I need some of your volume. I, I honestly use very little. Just <laughs> yeah, it'll be plant based. He'll be putting some bloody video through his head. Anyway, hey, thank you very much, ladies, for coming on. Um, it's been a real eye-opener for, for myself and, and Brad. Um, it's really, really great work that you're doing and uh, really proud of what you guys are achieving. And um, thanks for coming and having a chat. Likewise. Thank, thank you for having you. us. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening to the Ocean Protect podcast. If you'd like to find out more about us and what we do, check us out at oceanprotect.com.au.